This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Welcome back to Spice Bags. We are three opinionated ladies who dish about international food in Ireland. Our podcast comes in several flavours. We have deep dives into a country's cuisine, interviews with people who are engaged with the international food scene here in Ireland, and Spice Bags Chats, which is where myself, Dee, um, May and Blanca, we dish up about some of our favourite delicious topics. Um, today, we're delighted to be joined by Suni Dilap, who is the principal of the Korean language Hangul School, and Gunmu Kim, who is the owner of Jaru and soon to open <laughs> Space Jaru on Mead Street. Um, but first, we just want to chat a little bit about Lunar New Year, which is why we're here. We're delighted to be working with Dublin Lunar New Year Festival again this year, um, who are sponsoring this episode. Um, the festival itself was founded in 2008, and it's a program of the City Arts Office, which is part of the Culture, Community and Recreation Department of Dublin City Council. Um, it's made possible by the support of the Lord Mayor of Dublin and the members of the Dublin City Council. But it's basically its mission is to celebrate, promote and deepen the understanding of the Asian Irish relationship by presenting an annual festival of arts, culture and exchange that brings traditional and contemporary ideas together in an innovative and exciting way. We've been delighted to be part of it uh, for a couple of years now. Last year, we held our own event. We had a tea ceremony event in uh, Kishing on Wicklow Street. And lots of you joined us for that, which was absolutely amazing. Blanca brought us through a Chinese tea ceremony from her experience living in China. And we also um, recorded a podcast in the Guinness Storehouse um, with John Bueno, who is the executive chef there. And uh, we had some guests join us. Um, which was really exciting to have some of our friends join us and just talk about the Lunar New Year celebrations from different Asian countries. Um, So we are excited to be chatting about Dublin Lunar New Year programme. May, though, is going to... uh, She's our special guest, kind of, as well, because May is being honoured by... uh, She's an ambassador for the festival this year. That's right. Congratulations, May. Well, thank you. Um, Tell us a little bit about... What what are you doing as part of the festival? I think um, basically I am promoting my favorite things yeah. for the festival and um, also talking about just the increased diversity. Like when when Dublin Lunar New Year started in Dublin, it was Dublin Chinese New Year. Yeah. Um, and it was very important to recognize that there were so many different countries that celebrated it mm. in their individual ways. Uh, this year is going to be great because it's going to celebrate the diversity, but it's also going to celebrate also the youth, youthfulness. Um, I always think of Korea, and we have our guests who are Korean. I always think of Korea as being the coolest of all East Asian countries. Um, so, but we've got you know stand up comedy from we've got stand up comedy. We've got. Um, is there any events that you're particularly looking forward to going to? Or absolutely, anything? I want to do the stand up comedy. Yeah, I want to try to draw something on a grain of rice although I don't know that's gonna work yes Mm. um I I love um this movie called Comrades a love story because I always try to explain to people that China is basically different countries and different rituals and people don't understand and when New Year comes around I feel like a lot of people go oh all Chinese people make dumplings and I'm like no they don't you know it's only in the north and so Comrades Almost Love Story, which features Maggie Chung, one of the most beautiful women in the world, 
is about this difference between north and south. Oh, that sounds good. I'm definitely going to check that out. Blanca, are there any things you're looking forward to? Well, definitely the movie is, is on my list. Uh, there's a lot of events. There's an event in Asia Market with previous guests of the podcast. So Ira from Foodstagram and Richie Castillo will be talking to uh, Ali Dunworth, who's oh, a journalist, yeah. about food trends. So I think that would be a very exciting panel. There's also uh, a, a meal that Richie's hosting. Richie is doing a pop-up at Chimac, yeah. the Korean yeah. chicken mm. place. And Richie is from Bahay, and that's Filipino. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Asia Market have a good few things on, actually. Yeah, they have a good yeah. lineup of things. But there's lots to check out and definitely worthwhile going on the Dublin Lunar New Year website, which is the DublinLunarNewYear.ie. Yeah. yeah, DublinLunarNewYear.ie. Um, and they're on Instagram as well, I know. Um, I follow them, and they're always putting up all the different events so you can kind of get the most latest things that are happening there. So... Um, this year, as Dublin or Lunar New Year celebrates the year of the rabbit, which I find interesting. I'm not a rabbit. I'm a rooster. What are your what are your zodiac signs, guys? I'm a dragon. So I'm impressive iconography. Hmm. I don't even know what the rooster means. I'm What's a pig, your? which is one of the best um, zodiac signs <laughs> because course. pork is so valuable. Also in Spain, it is. Oh, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. Dragons um, and roosters are supposed to get along. Well, we do. Way. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. So. Um, but um, yeah, so there's the rabbit is the fourth of the 12 Asian zodiacs. And according to Chinese astrology, rabbits are predicted to be gentle, quiet, elegant and alert, as well as quick, skillful, kind, patient, very responsible and sometimes reluctant to reveal their minds to others. And Dee, can I can I just interrupt you for a yeah. sec? Because I think that that's sort of if you if you it, I think that that's a general thing. But yeah. I think that rabbits mostly are lucky okay. and charming. And well, when you think about the lucky rabbit foot and stuff, the lucky rabbit like foot, that, yeah. and you know, in the in the whole race for the animals that created the zodiac, the rabbit didn't swim, and so was skipping around from stone to stone, fell into the river, and grabbed onto a log, and because the rabbit grabbed onto the log, it came in, you know, yeah, it came in number <laughs> four, right? And so it came in. Oh, that's why it's the fourth before, sign. Exactly, okay. right? So it. Like, you know, that, you know, it, it beat the dragon, it beat the snake, it beat the horse. And, you know, and it was because of luck. And so there's a lucky, sort of a glib. Lucky rabbit. Yeah, there's a glib luckiness about the rabbit. It's not a meek sign, which I think people are often mistaken mm. for saying that. Right. It's it's an Irish sign. It's I, for me, it's like the rabbit is the most of Irish, like the most Irish of signs. And I think we were just checking with our guests, but Gunmu, you are a rabbit, is that right? Yes, I am the rabbit. So I you're lucky. lucky you are the lucky rabbit, definitely. <laughs> so we'll discover now when we chat to you. Um, just before we go any further, I just want to tell you guys um, about a podcast that is also on the Headstuff Podcast Network um, called Fad Camp. Um, it's a comedy podcast about diet culture and the ridiculousness of fad diets. And it's from Grace Mulvey and Connor Dowling. And we just want to give a shout out to those guys. Um, they're part of our community. We're part of theirs as part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. And you can uh, check out that anywhere that you access your podcasts. But back to our guests. Um, so we will be speaking with Suni uh, Dilap, as I was saying, the principal of the Hangul School. Um, Suni, you grew up in Kyungju? Yes. Is that and, my, uh, my pronunciation? Uh, okay, I'm so worried uh, about my pronunciation. <laughs> that's, that's quite all right. And actually, Kyungju is the mecca of Confucianism. Oh. And uh, 
I'm born and brought up in a in a village which now has become a UNESCO designated oh, wow. uh, Yangban village, which is the the Yangban means the people kind of upper yeah. class. Uh, also, sorry for for people um, for some of our listeners. Can you explain what Confucianism is? Oh, Confucianism, <laughs> 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 you know. It's very confusing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's basically the, the philosophy. I don't think it's a religion because mm-hmm. there's absolutely nothing about life after death or anything. But, I mean, it just gives you guidelines about, like, all the philosophy that, you know, how to be a good person. You know, there is um, uh, emphasis on being a lawyer and... Uh, respecting your parents, respecting your ancestors. Yes, and those kind of good quality. But I think in my later years... When I lived abroad and in the West, there are areas of Confucius teaching which is conflicting with our modern uh, mm. liberal education mm-hmm. and which I had to reconcile and uh, do something about mm-hmm. my own thinking and value system. But it's basically, it gives you a good guideline about how to be a good citizen, good child and good parents and uh, good member of society and community and it kind of emphasize about self but self doesn't mean that you have to be selfish self meaning you have to start from yourself and then your family and then your community and your nation and then your cosmos whereas in christian belief love thy neighbors you know you start from far away and then move towards you you know but mm. so i think that's the the understanding that I have about Confucianism. It's a very complicated, you know, um, uh, teaching, and there are books and there are PhD theses of all kinds, but just to put simply, Mm. in day-to-day living, that's what I think, the way I understand what Confucianism is. (laughs) And when you were growing up, was, was food a big focus as part of your family? It was a big part of the family, but I must say, when I th- think and when I talk about Lunar New Year, it's not like Chinese where we think a big party or dragons or, you know, red. And it's actually much more reflective day because we are thinking of our own ancestors and thinking of older people, thinking of community. And so it's a very ceremonial and ritualistic day. And I mean, we we have a, a table that's set up uh, for our ancestor. I wouldn't say it's worship, but it's a memorial. You know, mm. it's a, definitely when I'm getting older now, it's actually, I think it's wonderful that you are being remembered. <laughs> you know, I just wonder sometimes if my grandchildren would remember me in yeah. years to come. This so sounds a little bit like the Day of the Dead, doesn't it? Like yeah, the Mexican tradition. Yeah. 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 So I mean, the Chinese do it, but not for New Year. I mean, at least in my family. But we always, you know, we set out, we set out meals for ancestors. Yes. We set, you know, and again, it's about this idea of remembering. Remembering, you know. Mm. So I think, I mean, some, some, some part of the kind of Christian community would be uh, having a little bit of problems with the, mm. that sort of, ceremonial aspect but it's not a worship i would say it's the memorial so and it's a the table layout is very prescriptive which fish face what direction and there's a lot of complicated rituals Mm -hmm. and uh, so i'm brought up with that task centered day you know and uh, 
uh, yeah, New Year's Eve will be a very kind of uh, serious day where you would wash yourself and change the linen and, uh, you know, change the, uh, the, the uh, duvet covers. And just the next day, you've got to start clean and mm. in a new way. So yeah. that's, that's how I remember my Lunar New Year Day, you know. So yeah. it's, it's more of reflective day than a party and, day. And Gumbu, um, you came to our, you're from Dai, Daijon? Yes, that's correct. Is that yes. okay? Yeah, perfect, yeah. I uh, came to Ireland in 2010 and you're the owner of Jaru, which yes. is Korean street food. Um, what was l- food like growing up for you and, and Lunar New Year as, as Suni was in? Was that similar or? Well, Suni, Suni explained really well. So <laughs> <laughs> and well, Suni's old as well. So. well <laughs> I mean, a lot of things to learn from old people. Yeah. So, but like I think the two cities showing the big difference. Gyeongju is very tradition mm-hmm. and very it has a lot of history. It was the capital of Korea in in like ten centuries. So, mm-hmm. but compared to Gyeongju, Daejeon is kind of modern city. It has a lot of like science labs there. Uh, so kind of new uh, new uh, design city. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in there. So I probably don't have much of those kind of rich traditional. Uh, culture in my yeah. family but uh, I think our family did our best mm-hmm. <laughs> so as as Sunny mentioned uh, preparing a meal so it's not just not about like big huge ceremony ceremony festival or party but it's more about the sit down uh, come together gather around and just think about their uh, grandparents and grand grandparents and mm. prepare the meal what they liked it when they arrived so those kind of uh, memorial uh usually breakfast they, we mm-hmm. prepare big breakfast yeah. and then a table of food as Sunny mentioned there was a specific rule for that fish go here mm. and fruit go there but the important part mm. is that they prepare the food that the ancestor liked mm. so in modern day sometime you, you will see pizza on the table. I'm serious. So it's just become like a people's adopting new yeah. changes. That's so things. interesting. Yeah. 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 It was unthinkable, you yes. know. <laughs> yes. But so that's my point. There is a rule, but mm-hmm. like people don't go strict about the rule. Mm. But that happens with all like, I suppose, countries, traditional yes. feasts or things like that. I mean, I, you know, I recognize mm. that mm. here as well. Mm. Are certain feast things that we would have done, and but not everybody follows those anymore. Yeah. So yeah. I think I was really exciting the day before the Luna New Year's Day when I was a kid because I know there will be a lot of food, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of good food. So I was quite excited by the food, and my family, my mom always prepare like big bottle of kalbitang, which yeah. is the shorib, uh, shorib soup, and shorib is quite expensive in Korea, so mm. we only get that like uh, on on a few days a week. I few days a year and the Lunar New Year's Day is the day to eat the yes. soup. Yeah. So I, w- I was quite excited mm-hmm. to have that yes. from the day, day before. And what is this? What is that soup made duck with? Cook. Is uh, it it's it's cook, based yeah. on the duck cook, uh, but duck cook has a lot of variety. Basically, duck cook is the rice cake soup in, mm-hmm. in, in Korean mm-hmm. culture. We have that for uh, Lunar New Year's Day, which made of duck is the rice cake. It's pressed rice cake. Uh, uh, similar to gnocchi but it's more chewier texture mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. more compressed it and then it's a white and round and that's the symbol of the like good fortune mm-hmm. and healthy 
and uh, we make clear broads. Mm -hmm. And as Suni mentioned, uh, Lunar New Year's Day is more about the cleanness for the new year. So that's why we, we usually go to the baths, public bath in the morning to clean mm -hmm. up and uh, getting a new clothes and eating the dog or clear broth. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. uh, every family, every region has a different style and mm -hmm. to make the dog cook. And my family and my mom always prepare uh, shogri dog cook, which mm, was yum. one of my favorites. It sounds very delicious. Yeah. It's very clean, yeah. uh, very uh, delicate style. Mm -hmm. It's just seasoned with the salt. That's it. Yeah, it's very regional as well. You yes. know, in the Gyeongju, that area, the food is much more aggressive, salty and more spicy. Yes. Mm. Whereas I think Daejeon, it's quite it's more near milder. from yeah, yeah. milder. Yeah, yeah. And it's near near the Seoul. So yes, yeah. we are know. we are a little bit boring, but <laughs> Gwangju. No, no, no. Suni, <laughs> what would be your so what would be your Gwangju like a uh, guk? What would be, what would be the flavors? Yeah. I think in Daejeon, I think um, they they could use pheasant. I hear yes, pheasant. Pheasant was very yeah, popular. Yeah, we would use beef, but I think mm. you know. Also, so a lot of North people from North Korea was settled in Daejeon area. Because Daejeon had a lot, a uh, huge U.S. Army base that time uh, after the Korean War, and a lot of people from North Korea settled in Daejeon. And North Korea cuisine is popular to use gamey meats like pheasant uh, mm -hmm. and rabbits yeah. and so on. So a lot of broad dishes developed with the pheasant. Duckguk is one of them. Yeah, things. and if you see the duckguk, I mean, uh, I I think it's a bit gruesome expression, but I call it rice sausage. Oh <laughs> <you know>? uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's it comes in a very long yes. thin thing, and you slice it, mm. and then it make a kind of round shape. Yes. The round shape meaning money and good fortune, mm. and it's the white colors again, mm. purity and cleanliness, mm. and also season wise, it's in the middle of the bang, in the middle of the winter. So yeah. people like kind of soupy, kind of you mm. know. Very very nurturing, comfort. yeah, so comfort food, so is I think. Is there yeah. a lot of that symbolism in the food, like the shape food is Colors in and things to signify money, like you mentioned, is there yeah. a lot of that as well in There's the other There's a lot dishes? of that, but I think, you know, a lot of um, superstitions and people's tradition, if you actually look at it, it's very rational, you know, mm. because mm. you are only eating that food and that season because it's only available on that season yeah. and, and so on. So. Yeah, um, the the colors. Yeah, I think um, the you you know you are chef. You can explain the, what goes on the garnishing on oh top of right. the. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. For example, yeah. Uh, So it's more all about the the color and presentation. So for example, uh, for the garnish for doku, we usually use egg. We call jidan. Jidan mm. is made with uh, just pure egg, but we separate the egg yolk and egg white, and um, make a flat layer of the uh, egg yolk and egg white and just cut in a nice square shape and and then just put it on top of the duck group and then usually go with a little bit of uh, sliced scallion as well some mm. sesame seed as well but like a presentation final touch is usually with the egg jidan mm -hmm. and that's kind of tradition in Korea. Yeah. Also um I was hoping that you guys could say I I I understood that um white is more so so in Korea you give money in white envelopes mm. in yes. China you give red. Red. money in red, red. and yeah. so can you explain why you have you prefer white over red in Korea I think red actually is a, a bit of dangerous color because yes. in some culture it's evil yeah you know so we would avoid um, 
in any funeral or weddings or any big life event, you would avoid it. So I May said. couldn't go to a lot of weddings in Korea <laughs> because she always wears red. I, I think the red is, <laughs> red is a kind of symbol of the death in Korea. Really? So we oh. don't write someone's name in red. Mm-hmm. Doesn't oh. mean that. Oh. Yeah. But so. uh, white is just pure, in, as you see. It's yeah, a, yeah. And know, in China, lovely. in China, right? White is, f- of course, mourning, the, the yeah. color of mourning yeah. and death. And so yeah. we never wear white mm. around New Year. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we would wear white for uh, funeral. Funeral yes. as well. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. That's an interesting point. Yeah. So yeah. when you get married in Korea, what color do you wear? Well, I mean, the <laughs> in a, traditionally, no, t- like traditional w- hanbok. W- or I mean, there is a. Actually, it's very colorful. Hmm? Yeah, actually, <laughs> red, <laughs> <laughs> red top and uh, green uh, okay. Korean dress. Because marriage yeah. is dangerous. Yes. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> it's, it's it's one death. <laughs> yeah, but uh, obviously, I mean the all the it's. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about really, you know, life in. S- 70s and 80s mm. but yeah yeah everybody get married in white now tra- like the yeah. western style but any culture that has such emphasis in food it's a hellish life for women you know oh. yeah true <laughs> so yeah. as island as korea is uh, changing and progressing to a more modern and cool and first world i think our tradition for new year also mm. is rapidly changing and changed it, mm. isn't it right yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it get too much diluted or losing it. But it, it, people in the younger generation still respect the tradition and mm, really, yeah. really mm. want to keep our own thing, own color, uniqueness. But we just the younger generation. They travel a lot. They have a lot of mm. things to see, and they have a they have a lot of information and details. So they love to take the new twists on this kind of tradition. Mm. So there's a lot of things uh, changing as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, tradition yeah. and new. Or yeah, not changing the essence, but mm. the presentation can be more mm. funkier yeah. and <laughs> more uh, what to go fusionized. Yeah. You know, mm. so it's just like a language. Languages mm. keep evoking. It's mm-hmm. just keep changing. And mm. same for the cuisine. Cuisine is keep evoking and changing as well. Just think about in Ireland, like. There was no Italian food ta- hundred years ago, mm. and think about Korea, for example. There was no Korean barbecue thing hundred years ago as well. So mm. it's just changing. New yeah. things keep coming on, become a trend, yeah. become a tradition. Yes, mm. mm-hmm. it's also so nice to have tradition. Like I mean, duckguk, there's no debate. Exactly, everybody yeah. will mm. like Christmas Day here. Yeah, you exactly. You know, no matter what turkey happens. and ham. You <laughs> will have turkey and ham. Yes. You know, so there are some things that is untouched, mm. but I think. It's good, yeah. good change. Sorry, can you give some examples, specific examples of sort of, sort of modern <laughs> New Year? <laughs> well, for twists. me, a lot of young families and modern in modern days in Korea now uh, travel, go abroad. Mm-hmm. Instead of having like big family gathering, they they travel to East Asia. Yeah, they go a lot to Japan, Taiwan, or. Of course, with the family all together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like Korea, we work so hard. We don't really have much holidays usually. Yeah. Mm. So, and then even Lunar New Year's Day is very short. Like in Korea, Lunar New Year's Day is usually only lasts three, four days. Mm. So it's just very weekend trip. So yeah. everyone were are very exciting to have a plan. Usually, people book a ticket like six, eight months in a mm-hmm. ahead mm. to get ready for Lunar New Year's Day. 
So I think travel or like going to abroad is just become a very trend in Korea. Mm. Or go to Jeju Island in Korea. Mm. <laughs> like Hawaii, you know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. 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 That sounds like yeah. fun. We were only joking with my siblings that let's do this um, ancestor memorial by Zoom, you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But I actually enjoyed 15th of January, which is the first full moon day. Mm. Yeah. Much more because those kind of dutiful mm. uh, ceremonies over, and mostly in the Korea was a very much agricultural country for a long, long time. In the farm, it's January and February is actually there's not much mm. work, so yeah, it's yeah. time for taking easy and having a party. The first full moon, we have a lot of rituals. You know, you mm. pray. Um, at the first full moon for the year, and you know, is that for like to have a good harvest that year, to have good growth that year? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and kind of summarizing or the finishing the the whole New Year period. Okay, you know, okay. the fifteenth of January, mm -hmm. and we have a chalbap. You yes, know the, you know the rice sticky with rice. several uh, yes. grains. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm. sticky rice with a uh, lot of grains and not usually chestnut go in as well and kinko nuts go in as well. Mm. Mm -hmm. So those kind of like harvests a product that we have left over make a big bowl of the rice with that mm. and that's traditionally consumed on the first full moon day. Mm -hmm. Great. Mm -hmm. I have a question for Gamu because you're opening a new restaurant. Uh, yes. First question is, what do you think it is about Korean food that has made it so appealing and so popular in recent years? And right. second question is, uh, tell us about your journey of coming to Ireland and then ending up, you know, being a food producer. You first you did market stalls and now you're opening this venue, which will be a restaurant, but also you want to be able to teach classes and do events. Right. Tell us. That's a big question. It <laughs> yeah. probably take me like a few days to think about <laughs> it. But <laughs> uh, briefly, uh, I think the, the the growing popularity of Korean cuisine is kind of kind of surprising to me as well because Korean cuisine wasn't really popular when I first mm -hmm. came to Ireland 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. People barely know what kimchi is. But I think thanks to growing popularity of Korean culture, a lot of uh, movie music, cinema, art, people now more interested in Korean cuisine. And I actually did my thesis on the Korean business evaluation uh, back in TU Dublin. And that time I did a lot of research why Thai cuisine and Chinese cuisine are so popular, mm. but not Korean cuisine. And there was a lot of, uh, I think just time-wise, we had a shorter time than uh, Thai or Chinese or Japanese because they came out from Korea, uh, ca came out from their country like centuries ago, more than centuries ago. Yeah. But Koreans only came out like 50 years ago, 60 years ago after Korean War. So we had a shorter, shorter time. Basically. Yeah, I was going to say, was it population here? Or, you know, is there, yeah. was it just that there was, so yeah, population, but also when I Chinese and Thai part. arrived here first. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. think that's a big part that's as interesting. well. And Thai, What I found during my research was the Chinese government and Thai government, they spent a lot of effort to uh, to spread out Promote, about the yeah. great, yeah. great, greatest about their cuisine for such a long period of time. And Korean only started that like mm. 10 years ago, 15 mm. years ago. So I think that's the another reason it's kind of 
rapidly growing mm. recently. And also Korean food is quite interesting and tasty. Mm. Yeah. I always describe Korean cuisine like a bold action movie. If if <laughs> Japanese cuisine is like a like a lovely romantic comedy movie. <laughs> so very delicate Japanese cuisine, mm. but Korean food is very bold, like very yes. diverse, a lot yeah. of color, a lot of flavor. I always compare Korean cuisine just like Mexican food. It has mm. a lot of variety, yeah. a lot of acidic flavor, a lot of herby flavor, a lot of meat flavor. Mm. We love combination too. So, so you and you, even though I've done all that, you're in college doing all this research, as yes. Blanca said, you know, you, you decided to become a food producer and, and start have your own street food and yes. everything here. So yeah. you weren't put off by the fact you wanted to bring more Korean food here. Yes. Oh, well, yeah, I didn't really have like great, like big picture or big plan at the beginning. I just really like food. And I, I want to do it proper way. So I went to uh, TUW, uh, TUW to I undertake a culinary entrepreneurship mm -hmm. there to learn more about the food business. And then after my graduation, I started up this company. And then street food was basically the only thing I could do because I didn't really have much money. I started this company with street grant, which I got from the wow. student, student business competition. And then I got the very old uh, old van and then I start to sell Korean food in the street food market. And, and what was the initial like feedback or uptake on that? Did it just well, fly straight away or did you have, was there a bit of education there? A, a lot of, of education yeah. for sure, but actually it got really popular very soon. Yeah. So first week it was really quiet on and I did everything by myself. It was so much work, so much stress. And also I prepare food from my home. so. A lot of complaint from neighbors <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of smells. But it was really hard for the first few weeks. But after three, four weeks, people start coming back. Like they're yeah. coming every week, basically. And some of the customers coming every week for 52 weeks of the year. Like wow. whole year. Because we giving them like a stamp card. Mm. So we can count how many people <laughs> are coming back. And we actually still have a big bag of the stamp card we got from customer. We're going to display this in oh the restaurant that's nice. <laughs> because that made us. To that's be history. Now. Yeah. That's yeah. the history. So that's how we started. And then we now uh, supply our kimchi into Super Value and uh, don stores, a lot of uh, independent stores. That's amazing. Nationwide. And we have an online shop. We are selling uh, meal kit, frozen food a lot of Korean pantry items as well. And this year, finally, we are opening a restaurant as well. So that's the thing. Cool. And that's so, I mean, I, you guys will be listening to this a little bit later. It'll be open when people are listening to this, but uh, you're actually opening tomorrow. Yes, on we Main are. Street, yes, which yes. is very exciting. Yeah, mm. we just have that plan this morning. <laughs> oh. I mean, it's a lot of work going on still there. A lot of people, like my team is just busting themselves, a lot of work to do, but. See you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll be there. Yeah. Well, Thank you. It's, a, it's kind of soft opening, so yeah. <laughs> we, we will have a lot of mistake and we will have a lot of issue for the next few weeks, but we'll get it there. Uh, yeah. Well, we all Good. wish you the best luck and we will definitely be in to, to sample. Um, so also, Sunyi, I know that you moved here in the 1980s. I had a quick question for both of you, which is how did you spend your first Lunar New Year in Ireland? Mm. Oh, m miserable. <laughs> 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 because I, mean, I came here in 
early 80s and it was really quite a homogeneous country you know yeah. and um, and you were coming from the states isn't that right yeah, where you met your uh, husband yeah. and yes yeah. you know we we were both doing a study and work program and i was representing korea and he was representing ireland so there we met and uh, so we came back here but uh, it was quite difficult to, to settle in a country where he knows everything and i know nothing so mm. we thought maybe it's probably better that we are in neutral countries i mean uk isn't quite neutral but i continued my study in newcastle on time mm. we spent about a, ye- a year or so and then i realized it's better to have one side of family than none you know so mm. we came back here but the first year it's not that i couldn't eat my food but it's the the notion that you are living in a country and where nobody knows it's your christmas day today mm. you yeah. know yeah. having a piece of dry toast and tea in the morning i was in <laughs> tears <Aww. laughs> can yeah. only imagine but i think it now it became a lot more multicultural i don't have that sort of mm. desperate nostalgia but then i did you know mm. yeah so it was miserable and i was working in my work and going to canteen and all they could offer was some indian curry you know <laughs> <laughs> and i think very kind uh, manager in canteen thought that this is better than uh, roast beef sure <laughs> so yeah yeah to answer your mm. question miserable oh. <laughs> Dunlu, do you remember yours well well i can't really remember like clearly but i'm pretty sure uh, i made tteokguk in my version like mm. try my best I, I probably had just instant ramen, shin ramen, and some <laughs> drops of dog in it. So that's kind of dog for me. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, yeah. as, as soon as you say, dog is so important for Korean. Yeah. Because by eating dog is also meaning of getting one year older yeah. in Korean culture. Mm. So, like, when I first came in, it was 24 years old at that time. So I really want to grow older <laughs> fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to be adult. <laughs> so I, I'm keen on to eating more dog at that yeah. time. So yeah. Yeah. I yeah. didn't skip it. <laughs> I know your food that you serve in Jaru um, is Korean, but you obviously use Irish ingredients and as s- some as part of that. Is Do you think that our our food lends itself quite well to creating Korean cu- dishes absolutely absolutely yeah. that's the that's the one of the reason why i start kimchi business because the the quality of vegetable in this land is just phenomenal it's mm. really high quality and you can get great people people say boring or people bored about cabbage but the cabbage mm. quality of cabbage mm. here is amazing mm. and it's really healthy as well so i just don't think we're as inventive as with asian cabbage. countries <laughs> with cabbage you know <laughs> when i had kimchi for the first time it was definitely in my late 20s or mm, something and mm. i was just blown away that this is cabbage you know mm. like, yeah. i always had the boiled variety growing up <laughs> 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 which i love <laughs> that's the beauty of the, the the diverse of the cuisine is it's basically evoking the irish cuisine as well like mm. there's a lot of development going on in the irish cuisine too and yeah i mean we at Jaru, we love to resource irish ingredient not just the vegetable for example for this restaurant we are planning to use a lot of seafood here in Ireland as well. Mm-hmm. Like there's lots of resource here too. So, but not too fancy. We are in the very casual side. So, but 
keep it simple but using a lot of Irish resources. Mm. Mm -hmm. okay, but I think, I mean, sometimes the Irish people experiment and play around and True. mess around with the Korean recipe and Korean food, such as, uh, I think I saw one time in Irish There's Times. There's Korean burritos somewhere. <laughs> yes. yeah. uh, Is there? In Irish Times, <coughs> they, um, they made a kimchi with a beetroot. Oh, mm -hmm. yes. Did you see that? Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. yes. Yeah, so for me, for Korean, probably that could be offensive. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> just going to ask. Is that okay to when something is appropriate like that or its twist if it's... I don't yeah. mind, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's fun, you know. I've actually had kimchi with Brussels sprouts. That could be oh, nice. Which, I mean, I guess it's kind of... Uh, yeah. I mean, it's cabbage well, as well, yeah, right? Yeah. So anyway, kimchi is not just a dish. It's the, uh, the way of cooking. Mm. So there is more than 200 types of kimchi in Korea. Wow depends where you're coming from even there is a kimchi without chili there's but no beetroot there's called pek kimchi Pe yeah white kimchi it actually yeah. has a more longer history than this spicy oh. kimchi mm. and is it just um does it have a lot more salt or is it is no white kimchi usually a lot use a lot of uh, fruit as well usually oh, okay. pear mm. use a lot oh, for okay. white kimchi so mm. it has a very clean delicate flavor and during the summertime in Korea, it is very popular to have the cold noodle with this pekinchi. Mm. Okay. It's quite mm, nice. Use it because the broad you have that from pekinchi is kind of sour, refreshing. Mm. And then so we just make some noodle and dip it in that sauce mm -hmm. and mm. Yeah. it together. Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of similarities between Korea and Ireland. May, I think you were saying that Korea is the most Irish, Irish Asian <laughs> country. Uh, is that right? Would you yeah. do we want to? I mean, in terms of like the culture as well. I think well, I think for me, I saw a friend had said this that yeah. that, that Korea was the most Irish of all the yeah. East Asian countries, and I thought, oh, you know, because mm. you love a good time, mm. <laughs> correct, and you love family, <laughs> <Crack>. <laughs> and you're also very cool, right? Mm. You know, in and yeah. um, did and you just call Ireland cool? No, mm. but Ireland, I think it's similar. Like Korea has right now achieved this amazing reputation, and it's so cool to be Korean. Yeah. And I think it's the same with Ireland. Everywhere mm. you go, you can go to a small town Very in Spain, cool to be Irish, and yeah. there's yeah. a pub, and they're like, "Oh, Ireland is amazing! Yeah, yeah. I want to marry an Irishman like May." Um, <laughs> so Korea is the same thing. Now I was uh, I, I went to the Korean food festival, and I met Suni and Gonmu, um, and we were just I, I was just shocked and impressed at the Korean society in Trinity mm. University mm. how big it is mm. it's like a whole it's like a country club of Korean events they have uh, card games they have cooking and mm. it was so diverse and mm. I was I was thinking I want to go to Trinity just so I can join the Korean society mm -hmm. it, so Korea is so cool like mm. Ireland is outside of Ireland Ireland is so cool but mm -hmm. Irish people don't realize that I think sometimes for but me, also for, oh, sorry so. for mm -hmm. me as well I think that any Korean people I've ever met in my life, whether here in Ireland or abroad, I just find Korean people to be the friendliest people mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's a, I know we're Irish people are supposed to be very friendly as well, but yeah. just that similarity and yeah. I always end up having the best chats with Korean people. Yeah, I think they are very sociable and uh, um, it's the kind of hospitality, you know. Yeah. You, you borrow money to <laughs> do mm -hmm. a round uh, and I think the generosity and like in Korea, I think, I mean, if you are very mean, you know, in the sort of social setting, very quickly, <laughs> you are not very popular, you know. And mm -hmm. I think Irish are very generous and, uh, yeah, um, and easy to communicate and kind of a, a bit, sometimes we are willing to take risk and willing to be a little bit silly, 
and yeah. that's okay. Whereas, uh, I mean, if you can compare it with the UK and Ireland, you know, one is a lot more formal, mm-hmm. the other one is less informal. And our neighboring <laughs> country, like Japan and us, you know, I think formal, informal, we are a lot yeah. more passionate and more fun and a bit silly than probably. Japanese. That's so interesting. Yeah. So yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. I was just wanted to give a shout out, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, but um, Blanc and I went to Hop House years um, ago. Uh, years years ago. House? Hop House. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like being in Seoul, right? Because you have that sort of spit and sawdust pub. And, and the know, patio for smoking. And the, pat- <laughs> the smoking patio. And we're going, oh, we feel like we're in Korea again. You know, well, I was you know. so confused by that the first time I went there when I heard there was, I think that was the first maybe Korean place I ate in Dublin. And when I walked in, I was like, is it supposed to have a pub? Like, yeah, I, is that Korean? Place. Like, I didn't didn't it, know. It, it I kind of a proper pint of Guinness with the Korean food there. <laughs> yeah. It's such a unique gem. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Are there lots of other um, Korean places that you like to eat in in Dublin now? Or where would your kind of go-to be? Other than Jaru, obviously. Oh, wow. <laughs> and Space and Jaru. Yeah, and Space <laughs> Jaru on Meat Street opening soon. Yeah. Um, there's a good number of Korean restaurants mm. now. Uh, you can see Arisu uh, yeah. in Capo Street. That's very popular. And there's a White Rabbit on Capo Street as well. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very Instagrammable. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the heard, influencers go there. I heard there. Their very good. Yeah. And uh, there's a Drunken Fish in IFSC. Oh, I like that's, Drunken that's Fish. That's a good yeah. place to go mm-hmm. as well. And as you say, there is a Space Jaru in Dublin yeah. 8. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> could be fun. I think we're talking about the, the Zodiac and Duck Duckbook. Yeah. Which also symbolize and represent your age, you know, in Korea and in Asia, your people try to find out how old you are so that mm. they can be very formal with you or use oh. certain, certain honorific mm. Korean language, you know. So, um, like dakguk, you know, some people say, "How many dakguk have you had in mm. your life?" Meaning, how what old age are, are you? Oh, what age are you? Sneaky yeah. Yeah. or what animal are you, you know? Yeah. Right. And sometimes there's a risk of adding 12 years less, you know, less or more, or more <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yes. But you kind of know, you know? <laughs> so it's a bit too much kind of in your face question, how old are you? But yes. you said, what animal? Yeah. I don't know, know if we, had, did we ask you what animal you were? Snake. Am I allowed to ask snake. now? Snake. No, would you just give away your age? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm joking. Yeah. 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 No, so we have snake. Rabbit, I'm, I'm, rabbit, I'm yes. a rooster, pig. pig, and a dragon, so we're all different. Mm. But I can figure out everyone's ages. Like, that I'm is a very Chinese years younger. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. very Chinese of you, May. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, guys, that has been just such an amazing discussion. Thank you so much for sharing all your memories and traditions with us. And thank you, everybody, for joining us who's listening. And, of course, Dublin Lunar New Year Festival, there's a host of things happening Um, a great program from all the different uh, countries that are taking part so make sure and check that out on the Dublin Lunar New Year Festival and thank you to them for asking us to be part of it and sponsoring this episode Um, Suni and Gunmu thank you so much May Blanca thank you and as always you can find us on Spice Bags um, Instagram Twitter and Facebook or you can check out our website at spicebags.ie Thank you. Say bong money by the sale. Thank you. Happy New Year. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member 
at headstuffpodcasts.com.